In Matthew 4.19, Jesus says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Join us in this conversation as we discuss following Jesus, leadership, and doing life with others. Welcome to the 419 Disciple Makers Podcast. You are listening to 419 Podcast, and we are so glad uh, about today because we've got Connie McIntyre with us. Hello, Connie. Hello, Mark. It is so good to be with you, and uh, we are going to be talking about uh, your experience in uh, spiritual leadership, but then also professional coaching, because that's what you are. <laughs> uh, we Connie has been um, in the corporate world for many years. She's just recently given that up to pursue professional coaching, and uh, she is a discipler of women. So you're listening today, whether you're on a treadmill or in traffic, you are going to be blessed, and so we will jump right in. So Connie... Yes, Mark. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your uh, former business experience, because you have a lot of that. Mm, a lot of that in one place. Um, it's interesting. I started my career at the gas company right out of college. And um, my dad, who was, in my mind, one of the smartest men in the world, he said, get a great job with a pension and put $5 per pay period in the credit union. I thought, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Dad. <laughs> I don't have $5 and I don't even, yeah, pension, I don't know. I won't be there long. But I, I went to work there and um, next thing you know, two years came by and I thought, okay, time to leave. And then I just kept moving. Um, I moved cities, I moved jobs, I moved up, I moved sideways. I went through seven mergers. Wow. And, um, you know, it was never boring. So next thing you know, I'm I'm there my whole career, which wow. was so unusual. But, How many years were you uh, in corporate America? Oh, well, let's don't go there. <laughs> Long time. More than twenty. More, more than, than twenty. More, more than, than thirty. <laughs> um, yeah. But you worked your way up to uh, at, at one point in your career. You oversaw a lot of people. You were in leadership over a lot of people, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what a blessing, you know, when you realize that that's your ministry field. Hmm. Um, I can remember many years into my career, I, I thought again, I've, after I realized my dad was pretty smart. Um, <laughs> Most of us do at yeah, some point. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, oh, I, I really need to be in ministry. I need, to, uh, I need to get out of this corporate thing, and I need to go serve people and, and just give back. I couldn't quite distinguish the fact that I could do both. Mm. Um, so I actually went through, it was a class here at Mount Pisgah, and it was on your career. And I walked through the lessons, and, and um, we had a coach. And basically, I said, oh, okay, I'm in the right place. I'm just not opening my eyes to see my mission field is right here. Mm. And That's quite a perspective change, isn't it? It was huge. And, uh, you know, I, I just started seeing everybody differently. I had, a, I had great teams. I was changing teams all the time, going through the changes that we were going through. And um, I, I don't know. God just started using me in such a different way. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, you are a fascinating person. I, I could uh, sit and talk to you for a long time. Uh, your business experience is, is so vast. You've, you've uh, been in leadership over so many people. You travel the world. 
Um, and uh, I know you just did this uh, walk across Spain, right? <laughs> How many of you out there have done a have walked across Spain? <laughs> what do they call that trail again? Uh, Camino de Santiago. And what was the? Uh, what was, trust me, folks, we're going to get into discipleship here in a minute. But <laughs> tell us about what was the drive for you to walk across Spain? Yeah. And this is recently, right? Yeah, 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 last fall. Um, oh, another interesting, really, God story. Um, right after, let's see, you know a little bit of my story. Within four months, my mother passed away and my husband passed away. Mm. And um, a few years later, my college roommate passed away. But before she passed away, someone told me about a movie called The Way. And... They said it was these people hiking across Spain on the Camino, and it was a real pilgrimage, a Christian pilgrimage. And um, I said, wait, I think my friend Deb just did that. So I asked her, and, and she said yes and told me all about it and her experience. And she was really searching. She was not a Christian at that point. Her mom was sick, hmm. and it changed her life. Um, and then when she got home, she got sick. She got cancer. And within two years, she died. Wow. But that whole um, probably two and a half years, we talked about this pilgrimage she had been on and her growth and um, her walk. And she was baptized before she died. Wow. But we always Praise talked God. about going there together mm -hmm. and uh, doing another part of it or doing something together. So at her funeral... I was having that conversation, and I just felt really called to go do that. How about that? So I did. I did. Last August, I took off. and uh, How many miles is that? that it's you 500 walked? miles. You walked 500 miles. 500 miles. <laughs> and um, we actually took her ashes with us. Uh, that was part of the pilgrimage. So. You spread some of her ashes on the trail? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about that? It was a neat, it was a neat journey. Well, you are an adventurer. There's no doubt about it. You, you're you always up for a good adventure. Uh, <laughs> Connie and I um, went through the professional coach training with Coactive a few years ago and uh, became professional coaches. And I, I watched you. You watched me through that process. And I know uh, I know that about you. You are an adventurer. <laughs> and um, so uh, this concept of going from seeing your workplace as not just a place where you've got to produce to uh, you can actually make disciples there, or you can be a spiritual influencer, a godly Christian leader. Um, you said you took a class, and that revealed that to you. Mm. So what changed for you about how God uh, uniquely gifted you to serve wherever it is, whether it's in the workplace or the church? Yeah, I think it's, it starts with self-awareness. And um, the, the class I took was on career, but shortly after that, here at Mount Pisgah, we um, we were offered place. Um, Jay McSwain came and he talked about this assessment that he had put together uh, called place. And there's several parts to it, but the first part is your personality. Mm -hmm. um, and he used the DISC profile. So back to my career, that was something at work that we used. Uh, everybody took the DISC profile, and it just became a language at, at corporate, you know. And the DISC, help us remember, the DISC yeah. um, is an acronym for four different types of personalities, right? Correct. And it stands for? Uh, domineering. Mm, what? 
Or driven. Driven. I've heard driven. I've heard yeah. that. Yeah, driven. Influence is the I. Steady uh-huh. is the S. Uh-huh. And the C is cautious. And so when you take, so you said becoming more self-aware. That's kind of the goal for living life on a different level, isn't it? Yeah. Um, do you find these assessments help you do that? I do. Um, and especially at corporate, if you if you go back to look at that, it I was changing teams probably every couple of years and uh, you know getting a whole new group of people together to mm-hmm. work together and learn each other really quickly those assessments helped us get there and because you understood not only yourself but you understood how other people each other. yeah helped you work better as a team well and it's a la- it's a language like I said earlier uh-huh. but people get nervous about it they think oh you put me in a box or this is <laughs> you know, you're playing psychologist or whatever but you know what my answer was always, you filled it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just learning. Yeah. I'm just learning about you and how you and I can interact better. Uh, that's really all it does for you. Yeah, I like that a lot. And so you, I know you, you're a D. <laughs> you are high D. I'm a high I. And uh, if we had, I'm sure we there's an S and a C running around the building here somewhere right now. But putting those four different personalities in a room and saying, here's a project, work on it together, <laughs> that can be challenging, can it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's beautiful, too, because huh. once you kind of realize that's your style or the way you work, um, you want all those, right? You yeah. want everybody on the team. Yeah, it's kind of symphonic, isn't it? I mean, the cello player doesn't criticize the violinist, and the violinist mm-hmm. isn't, you know, criticizing the uh, the, the flute. Uh, they just work together, and it makes they beautiful music. And oftentimes, though, in corporate or even ministry, we'll tend to criticize people that aren't like us, right? Mm. I mean, we think most of us think if the world were more like us, it would be a better place. <laughs> <laughs> but we know better <laughs> deep down, don't we? So the, the place assessment, then, you're telling us um, that mm. you've – I know you're well-versed on that, and that's why I'm excited about today. You may be the most experienced that we've had talking about this. Um, the first part of the assessment is the personality. Mm-hmm. Yes. What have you seen come from that self-awareness of people that's helped them find their place in ministry better? Um, you know, it's like we just described the, the personalities. It's really figuring out – how best do I work? Um, if I'm a C, I like detail, and I really want to focus on um, making sure everything's really good. If you've got a C on the team, you really don't have to worry about anything. Uh, you ask them to go and do. Hmm. If you've got an I, like you, and I've got a lot of I in me, uh, real people-oriented, and they're going to be the ones that are going to carry the team, and they're going to be fun, and they're going to have a lot of energy, and you want them on the team. The Ds, um, they get a lot of stuff done. They pride themselves in being efficient, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but they do get a lot of stuff done. And the S is that person that really harmonizes. You really want them on the team. Steady, they, right? They very steady, steady very calm, the person you meet, and you always think, I really like them. Mm-hmm. They're really calm, and they're definitely a team player. Yeah, I do a lot of marriage coaching, and I see in that sometimes a D will marry a, an S. Mm. or <laughs> And how that plays out in an yeah. intimate relationship, yeah. it can be wonderful if we don't try to change each other. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the beauty of self-awareness to me is, like you said earlier, we can take the attitude of, 
I wish everybody were like me. Or I love the attitude of, I love people that are so different than me. Mm. And just trying to understand what we can bring out in each other yeah. and the goodness and the, the best parts of us. Yeah. If, if we're all created in the image of God, right. right, then we don't criticize the other parts of the image of God. Love it. Embrace it. That's right. Appreciate it. Right. So when someone goes and takes the place assessment, mm -hmm. uh, church, church members or leadership or any, anybody that wants to find their place, their sweet spot in serving, I guess, um, the first part is personality. What's the L stand for? The L is um, it's learning your spiritual gifts. Um, not sure why he put that L there. But, we couldn't spell place without yeah, it. Right? No, it. It works. It works. Sorry, Jay. Uh, but yeah, learning your spiritual gifts. So there are a lot of different spiritual gift assessments. In fact, I, I brought one of my books that we had done at Mount Pisgah years ago, a little bit different mm -hmm. uh, contest. Um, but learning your spiritual gifts that God gave you is just a whole nother way to learn more about yourself. So when you say spiritual gifts, um, some people may say talents or certain things like that. Do you think everybody, in your assessment, do you think everybody has spiritual gifts? Uh, when you become a Christian, you you receive your spiritual gifts. Wow. And so it's not a matter of some people. When we say some people are more gifted than others, it yeah. really means maybe they're more attuned to their gift uh, than it does somebody. Because if we're all Christians, then we're all gifted. Yeah. Yeah. We are, and uh, you know, it's it's different gifts than you mentioned talent. I mean, you play the guitar; that's a natural talent or a talent that you learn. Yeah, but that's not your spiritual gift. Right, right, right. And so, I know in Scripture, First uh, Corinthians twelve, First Corinthians fourteen, Ephesians four, Romans twelve, they all list different types of spiritual gifts: pastor, uh, shepherd. Um, administration, mercy, helps, all those things, gift of wisdom. Uh, the Bible doesn't have like one collective spot. It has several spots that we collect all these spiritual gifts from. Mm. But I know that the place assessment, it kind of does something with those spiritual gifts. Help us understand what how the place assessment helps us define those. Uh, well, there's actually a list. Okay. And um, and that's, you know, Jay McSwain and, and Putting Together Place has used a tool of different spiritual gifts. And so you go through an assessment, and it will rank yours in order okay. of the, the highest number that you have. Okay. So some, when I ask someone, um, what's your spiritual gifts? And they say, well, I, I don't know. Um, if they took the assessment, they would know, right? They would know. <laughs> um, yes. There's... Well, it's, Maybe a list of 20. I was just looking over the note here. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you mentioned it. Evangelism, leadership, mercy, administration, prophecy, giving, teaching, pastor, faith, service, helps, wisdom, knowledge, hospitality, and discernment. Wow. And I guess you would help then somebody figure out what their top, I mean, top two or three are. Is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting to look at like your top three, um, where where do God where does God give you the gift and and marry that back up with your personality? Hmm. Um, in the back of the the place workbook, he actually does that. He will take your personality and your spiritual gift, and there's a little paragraph about you. Okay. And most people that I well 
I should say, all people that I've walked through that with say, oh, nailed it. Nailed <laughs> That's it. me. Yeah, that's, that's me. Yeah. me. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to debate. Yeah, and I know as a pastor myself, what has been so helpful with this place assessment is helping people determine where they're supposed to serve. Mm. Because on any given Sunday, you might hear 19 ways, we need somebody to do this, or we yes. need somebody to do this, and people will just volunteer. Yeah. But it may, they may not be gifted for that, and they don't know it until they get in it and fail. <laughs> yeah. Like some people do not need to teach third graders. They're just not <laughs> teachers. They don't have the gift. <laughs> and the first one to recognize that are usually the third graders. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I think I've been in that class. <laughs> yeah. And so helping somebody pinpoint, yeah. like you said, their personality with their spiritual gifts. Now you're starting to focus the lens on how God uniquely created them to serve. That's right. To serve to build up the kingdom, right? Not to build up a specific church, to build up the kingdom of God. So we've got personalities using the DISC profile in this assessment. Uh, we've got learning the spiritual gifts. It helps us determine what those are. What's the A? The A is abilities, and the abilities are, um, it's really the environment you work in. So there's a couple of different assessment tools for that, but it really tells you again, do you like structure? Uh, do you like creativity? Do you like teaching the third grade? Mm -hmm. um, and I love what you said. I want to go back to what you said earlier about it, this really is, it's a long assessment place. Uh, the whole thing, it's very long. So some people shy away from that. Mm -hmm. But, and they say, I don't need a tool to tell me where to serve. The way I look at it is it, it's, it's just a tool in your toolkit that will help you thrive. So mm. like you said, I could probably go in and teach third grade. The third graders would let me know whether I did it right or not. <laughs> But I could do it. Yeah. You know, most of us could go and Maybe serve. Maybe reluctant, where, but you can do it. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> you've asked us to serve, and we would go and do it. I think once you realize your your place mm -hmm. of service, you really thrive. And you know, ah, okay, this is it. This is where I feel the best. This is where I feel God calling me. Mm. Um and you're probably productive. I mean, it's, you're probably, productive. You're, it's working, isn't it? Yeah. And I think the people that you're serving feel it as well. Yeah. So many uh, places uh, in the world understand this, like a football team. You know, you don't take the 400-pound guy and make him a receiver. Mm. <laughs> you put him on the line, right? You take the small, skinny, fast guy and you make him the receiver. You don't put him on the line. But in the church, no, we just say, here's, we need people to do this. Do okay, great. And, and that's why we've just been so stagnant for so long, I believe, and why mm -hmm. people have served and said, well, I, I don't, I tried serving. I don't like it. I'm just going to, you know, I'm not cut out for that. <laughs> but if they met with you, if they took the place assessment, they might be able to pinpoint, ah, here's what I should be doing. Yeah. 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 So the abilities, um, I heard one person call it one time the atmosphere or the arena. Yes, that's a good The good arena term. that you best... Environment. Yeah, um, whether you're social or um, I forget all the... Enterprising. Enterprising, yeah. Yeah. So we can help you determine uh, which one of those is a better fit for you mm -hmm. um, through the place. What's the C stand for? The C is connecting your passions. And again, there's a, a laundry list in case you, you know, trying to figure out what, what you're passionate about, but really is what 
what lights you up, you know, mm-hmm. what gets you excited. Yeah. And does this uh, assessment tell us what what excites us, or is how does it do that? It, again, a list you can select from. Um, oh, okay. And, yeah, you can figure out what your passions are. You might be passionate about kids. You mentioned kids. You might be passionate about um, non-Christians. You might be passionate about older people, mm-hmm. um, single people, widows, whatever, whatever your passions are. Okay. So this kind of targets uh, either social groups or social causes? Correct. Is that how it does that? Yes, yes. Okay. And so I'm looking at it, and it says under the connecting passions, it says that there's two types. There's the demonstrated and the felt. Mm -hmm. What's been your experience with those two different types of passions? Because most of us think, well, here I'm passionate about this. Yeah, But I don't know if that's a demonstrated passion or if it's a felt passion. Oh, okay, great. Uh, A felt passion is what I was mentioning earlier, Um, types of people, groups of of individuals. Um, Demonstrated passion is is what you're passionate about doing. So improving, organizing, leading, building. Uh, some people like to work with their hands. Gotcha. They're, that's demonstrated passion. Oh, okay. All right. So the demonstrated is a little more generic or general, and the felt is the, what we were talking about, about the social groups or specifics. I get you. Well, so if I were to take this, and I would, by this time, I would know what my personality is, my spiritual gifts, my abilities, uh, my uh, passions. What's the E? The E is your experience. Mm. It's really life. Um, what have you been through? There's, you know, there's spiritual experiences. There can be painful experiences. Um, just what's happened to you in life that puts that whole package together. You've already mentioned those in your own, too. Uh, some of the things that you've had, some of the challenges that you've had in your life, the experiences, losing your husband, yeah. Losing your mother, you said, within four months of yeah. each other? Yeah, yeah. And so um, these experiences, how do you, if you're coaching somebody through this place assessment, let's say they take it and you've got all the data on them, how, how do you use those experiences in helping them determine where they should serve? You know, um, most of the experience is, is really gets connected back to your passion, I think, huh. because... A lot of my experiences, we've talked about some of the sad experiences I've had, but some of the joyful experiences I've had connect back to my passion as well. And so um, that's that's how I walk through it with people. Really, okay. is let's look at let's look at your personality. Mm-hmm. Let's look at your spiritual gifts, what God's given you. Where do you like to serve, and how do you connect some of your passions and experiences together? Um, I think of one lady that I worked with a few years ago, and she said, I really want to serve in church, but I'm not real sure what to do. Mm. Um, I hear them at the pulpit asking all these different things of us, and um, I I think I might want to go and teach. Mm -hmm. And so as we walked through her list, she really loved children. Okay. Love children. And that came out. And it came out in her experiences, her passions. Uh, we called up Rita Felice, got her connected our with children's, Rita. Our children's pastor, yeah. Yeah. And um, she's very active in the children's ministry. In fact, recently I saw her on the screen giving a testimony about it. And, 
It was just so exciting to see yeah, that, that she could have taught or served or, or done whatever she felt like mm -hmm. she was capable of doing, um, but she was really thriving. Awesome. And connecting all of that. That you know, that's the fuel in the tank, isn't it? And when you mm -hmm. see people who go through place and realize this is where I need to focus. Mm -hmm. Most of our challenges are around the ability to focus on something and do it well, aren't they? <laughs> Instead of mm -hmm. doing a million things. So much coming at you. Yeah. And so if we can cut the clutter and really focus on how how God has uniquely gifted us and and serve in that place, wow, the kingdom grows, we're we grow. It's just a better experience, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's why I love this tool, and and you you're the one that uh, introduced me to this tool, I believe, and um, have been using it for a lot of years. But you use this also with the women that you disciple. Uh, I know you've had a few discipleship groups over the years. You've been in them and led them, and and so how would you encourage a discipling leader to use the place assessment in mm. their covenant group? Yeah. Um, several have done it. So what I will say about place is my, my very first one was in 2010. I found my original one when it started at, at the church here. Yeah, nine um, years ago. Yeah. And so there's a database, and um, there are over 600 people in the database that have taken it here at Mount Pisgah. Wow. So that's exciting. Yeah. There is a group, thanks to you and others, of coaches. I'm certainly not the only one. Mm -hmm. Um that are qualified to walk through it. We don't have enough, though. If you've taken the place assessment, you need to get trained and be a coach yeah. to lead others through it. Yeah, I would love, love to have more because that's the way it works. You get your assessment back. It's overwhelming. Um, there's so much information. And just having somebody to talk through it mm -hmm. with you is so helpful. But the way I've used it, um, to answer your question about my covenant groups, is we, we take it and... We spend a few weeks on it. I've done a class, um, maybe six weeks. Mm -hmm. Most recently, I've done it in two weeks, where we take the the P and the L first. Those are those have got a lot of uh, assessment part to it. I guess mm -hmm. you'd say the personality, and so the personality, and the learning. And the learning. Yeah, we we spend a lot of time on that. So we'll yeah. do that in a week, and then the next week we'll go into your abilities, your passion, your experiences. I got you. And what are you seeing as a result of that in the women that you've discipled? I mean, yeah. you mentioned the one woman already that worked in yeah, children's yeah. ministry. Uh, I've done it with, uh, the, I've been in three covenant groups, um, done it with all three, and recently did it with uh, another covenant group where I went. And it was so exciting. At the very end, we went around the room and we said, okay, knowing what you know about yourself and how God's gifted you, where do you see yourself serving? And each person named something ah. that they had not even thought about. Yeah, that was that was so exciting. So wow. we gave it to the leader, and uh, you know, as the leaders discipling them in their covenant group, they'll continue to work with them and and help them get in the place that they want to serve. That's great, and I know some of the folks that you've coached, and they are laser focused on mm -hmm. what God's called them to do. I think about Jesus in the scriptures, and uh, where He says, "You know, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give His life a ransom for many." Uh, this whole concept of serving is a discipling uh, metric, isn't it? It's what disciple. It's a behavior of a disciple. If you're a disciple of Jesus, then we do like the Master and we serve. And uh, 
you know, you never see Jesus in Scripture going, hmm, I wonder what God wants me to do. Hmm, I'm not sure how I'm gifted. Hmm, I, you know, mm. <laughs> I tried that and it didn't work. Hmm. No, he was laser focused because he knew how God had, what God had called him to do. Yeah. And I believe that this is, disciples should be the same way. Every follower of Jesus should know laser focus what God's called them to do, how they're gifted, what their spiritual gifts are, that their passions, and they should serve in that way. And, um, you know, what Paul said in Romans, never be lacking in zeal. Mm. I find people who know their place uh, don't lack in zeal. Yeah. They are yeah. excited about what God's called them to do. And I just think the place is a great place to start um, to help you figure that out. I yeah. really do. Yeah. I, I think it's a great, as I said earlier, tool. I mean, there's many other ways, but yeah. it is a it is a good tool. And if you already know what your gifts are, great. Let's take them and work with them. Um, take the assessment and see. But I think um, it all leads back. You mentioned my walk to, to Spain and just some of my life experiences. And to me, it leads to contentment. Wow. Um, when I... When I look at some of my favorite scripture, Philippians, where, therefore, I have learned to be content in any every circumstance, I quoted that for so many years, and I really, I didn't understand what it meant, you mm -hmm. know? It just, I love that word. Mm -hmm. And once I think you can figure out what God's made you to be mm -hmm. and find that peace and joy, it just brings, it brings contentment. Wow. Yeah. I can imagine that. <clears throat> excuse me, but there's a lot of people out there searching for contentment, mm -hmm. and we do some pretty crazy things in search of contentment, don't we? <laughs> yeah, I've probably done a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, the world is full of those stories, um, searching for that. But finding your contentment in who God's created you to be, yeah. serving in that way, letting God love others through you. Uh, that really is a, that really is the place. No pun intended. The place to be. That is the place to be. <laughs> that is the place. It is really experiencing God and experiencing what He made you to be. It really yeah. is. So, what advice would you give as we wrap this up? What um, there are people listening to this podcast. Some of them have never been in a discipleship group. Mm -hmm. Some have and didn't like it. Some are leading all over the board. What parting words of encouragement or advice would you give those out there today listening to this? Mm. You know, jump in. Jump in and see. If um, if you're not ready for a group, um, you know, at least take the place assessment and go online. It's, it's free. You haven't got anything to lose um, other than learning more about yourself. Yeah. Um, but go go on and take it and ask for one of the coaches. Well, we've got a process now where we'll send you an um, email after you take it, and we'll ask you if you want a coach. We have male coaches for males and female coaches for females. So mm -hmm. let someone walk through that with you. Um, that will help you with your service. But you know, consider consider joining a group i mean there is nothing like doing as you say life on life with people yeah. and walking through life with them makes all the difference there and and you know commitment uh first time i did it i'll never forget mark um you said to me are you in a covenant group and i said oh do you know what my life is like i don't have time for a covenant group i'm going through a merger my husband's sick you know blah 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 and you said yeah that's why you need a covenant group. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I joined one. I joined one at 6 o'clock in the morning. 
Wow. And I did that for three years because that's when I could do it. And I learned so much from it and loved those women, still love those women. Yeah. Um, from that, jumped into to two more. So. Well, Bonhoeffer was right. Life together. It really is. It really is the yeah. secret, isn't it? It's the key. So, Connie, thank you so much. As you said, um, they can go to mountpisgah.org. Uh, you can just go in the search bar and type in PLACE, P-L-A-C-E, and it'll direct you right to how to take the assessment. Once you take it, you'll get an email, and we can walk you through the results. Um, and hopefully from that, you'll be encouraged, inspired uh, to be, and content as as Connie said, that'll be the end goal for that. So thank you, Connie, so much for coming today, being a part of this. God bless you and your ministry. And uh, God bless all of you out there listening today. Uh, we hope that this has been uh, encouraging for you. And as you uh, live out the Great Commission as a lifestyle, uh, making disciples of Jesus Christ, God bless you. For more information, check out our website, 419disciplemakers.org. Join us again next week as we continue our conversation on the 419 Disciple Makers podcast.